0: Race fans. Welcome, Race Fans. This is debris in Turn 3, and we are back with an all-new episode from Brooklyn, New York City. My name is Matt. My name is Dan. This is DIT3. I'm doing all right. Hope everyone's doing okay and ready for a great show tonight because there is a lot of stuff to talk about. We had our first two-time winner in the the fantasy. We have a three-time winner in the Cup Series, and we're looking to make it four this week. So there's a lot to get into. Uh, I'm glad that we actually have the chance to do it because there was a little moment in time where I was wondering how late the guys were going to work outside chopping up the sidewalk and pouring new concrete because it seemed they were out there. All day long, and you were on your way over here, and I was kind of getting nervous. I'm like, how late are these guys actually going? But they did wrap it all up just before you got here.
1: I didn't even see anyone out there when I got here,
0: so... It's right on the other side of the street on the corner. So you probably you came in over on the street over here?
1: Yeah, I came from Evergreen.
0: Yeah, so if you were down on Cook over this way... That's where the, they uh, started to do the sidewalk over there, which I kind of wish it you know, was kind of good for the rent, a little chopped up sidewalk outside. So I guess that means uh, someone's moving in down the block or so. I don't know. But we do have a lot to talk about, Dan. So uh, well, well, how was your weekend? I don't want to forget Welcome to ask race you. race fans. Yeah, this is goodness, Debris uh, in turn uh, three, and Turn 3, and we are back race. with an all-new episode from Brooklyn, New York City. Same over My here, man. It was kind of My name key. is Dan. This is... oh. We gotta say we gotta Fantasy get League. well to Hardy uh, we'll Racing. I'll look ahead to the race Finish weekend in Montana week. and see what's going on might with have some had other a, racing uh, news in other series. So we are back neck in our Bushwick weekend, Studios tonight. Matt caused us to how cancel the party that I'm we were having right. on Saturday. So Dan, you're not okay. out of the woods yet. Yeah, you might still for, have to come. a, right. tonight, there is a lot of stuff to talk about. <laughs> I know how eagerly we you were waiting for the uh, so we th- the game party. We have a three-time winner in <laughs> Those are just Cup one series, type of games that I have. Those is what we were picking for the party. Okay.
1: All right. Let's let's get into the winner circle. In the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. Kevin Harvick is the first driver to get three wins in a row since Joey Logano did it in 2015. And Kevin gave a nice smack to the rear window just to show all the fans that, that his, his uh, brace was intact. Um, so let's see if he can make it four, four in a row at Auto Club Speedway. I think this is the year that he could finally do it. He's always threatened with his performances early in the season. I think so. Um, and then in the Xfinity Series, after a speeding penalty and two rain delays in the desert... That could not stop Brad Keselowski from taking home the checkered flag. <laughs> uh, the, the, I missed this race on Saturday, actually. I had some friends over.
0: We were out for a little bit. I really wanted to hear Ryan Blaney in the booth, and I got to finally see it on YouTube. And it's not it's as good
1: enough. Well, he, he, he was good. The, the race was just kind of, I yeah. guess, seat time for Brad Keselowski. Yeah. Um, so IndyCar had their first race of the season. Matt, what happened in that race? Oh man, Robert, rookie, the rookie, Robert Wickens from Canada
0: took the pole, almost won his maiden race. If it wasn't for a late race, aggressive dive bomb of a move from yeah. Alexander Rossi, he was the Indianapolis 500 champion winner last year at Watkins Glen. Great American racer uh, who has a lot of potential at N- Ready Motorsports, and I thought he was gonna do it. Oh, but it just, they made contact. Wickens went spinning, and Sebastian day. Gets the victory, nice. emotional window for him after his injuries in Indy. So it was great to see him win the hometown race for the second year in a row. There were some tears and a lot of feels feel good
1: story on Sunday. Unfortunate for the two young guys, Wickens and Rossi. Though yeah, I saw that clip on YouTube. It was a uh, pretty yeah. That was a that was a dive bomb.
0: <laughs> I mean, he did what he had to do. It was it had two laps and right off the the green flag, it was the chance to to make it and. I mean, I just, come on, you're the pro, you want to see you stick into the corner. It would have been great coming out side by side, so I'm going to have to give into the little squirrely part, I I don't know if they call it over at St. Pete, but great race, Firestone, Grand Prix, St. Petersburg. Nice. And
1: the the trucks are off this weekend, Um, so I think they're back next week or two weeks. They're they're back at Martinsville. Back at Martinsville. Um, So let's get ahead to the NASCAR Fantasy Live Debris in Turn 3. This week's winner is
0: the first two-time winner White Flag Lap, 252 points, and he took the lead late in the race when Harvick passed Chase Elliott to win by 20 points over last week's winner, Chicken Pit Racing, with 232 points. He also jumped up several positions late when Harvick passed Chase Elliott and got a 40-point boost in the bonuses. Uh, However, choosing seven-time champ Jimmy Johnson and Brad Keselowski didn't necessarily pay off. They finished 14th, 15th, respectively, and White Flag Lap only had Kyle Larson, P 18, as the only driver outside the top 10. So great picks there. Six seconds faster in third place. Big congratulations to last week's, uh, last season's champion, who got the first top five of the season, and it was a solid points day for that team. They really needed it, and a solid points day for all the drivers that they chose because no bonus points for that team, <laughs> yet had a lot of great strong finishes from all the drivers and finished third anyway. And fourth and fifth, Rusty and Vegas Bound, another strong top five for these two teams. Uh, Vegas Bounds top five also helped from the 40 bonus points from Kevin Harvick. Yeah. Uh, now looking deeper into the field <laughs> of our fantasy league at Breen uh, Turn 3, hosted by NASCAR Fantasy Live. Mythos Motorsports, 13th position. Not quite as bad as High Wide and Handsome in 14th position.
1: What do you no. have to say for yourself, Dan? Uh I have to say that consistency wins championships.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I has got something to hang your hat on because that was not a good finish. Not a good finish for my team either. I was home hanging out, watching the entire race on Sunday. And then really enjoying the race that I totally forgot to switch my garage
1: driver. Yeah, I'm really glad that I switched my garage driver. I put in worse than that. Yeah, because I had um, Paul Menard, and I wound up swapping him out for Jamie McMurray, I think. And obviously, what happened with Menard. Yeah, Paul Menard had some trouble. And the most troubling thing
0: was that you and I both did not take... Our own advice from last week's show, when we called Jamie McMurray not fantasy viable. Yeah, I ended up. I kind of felt like I had to take him because you you want to use a guy. Yeah, and then there I see he's he's looking fast. I, I took the gamble, and he had some sort of trouble late in the race. And we both took Bowman, who I was not impressed with his thirteenth place position. Yeah. now given all the hype from his substitution
1: start for Dale Jr. in 2016. And we were both on the Truex train yeah. last Sunday. Well, Cube was on the pole, right? So it was kind of like, yeah, you might as well take him. And I don't think I had taken him yet. Or maybe I had taken him once. Well, you had
0: chosen like... him for, like I did, for the, for the win and I think some stages. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's kind of like the
0: strategy I see a lot of guys are going. They're just trying to pick somebody and like, well, everyone's just, just picking Harvick for all these stages. I don't know how long that, I mean, it might last this week, but that strategy with Harvick, this is the time of the year to do it, I suppose. So after four races, Chicken Pit Racing finds itself a 121 point lead over Rusty, two-time winner, away flag lap, third, Mythos Motorsports in fourth,
1: and Vegas bound rounding out the top five. Well just like in racing when NASCAR has a new rules package, some teams in the Debris and Turn 3 league are adapting to the new scoring system sooner than others.
0: Yeah I suppose. Chicken Pit Racing also thinks this is some sort of momentum carryover from the fantasy football championship. But just wait and see how fast things can spin out of control in Fantasy NASCAR. All he has to do is ask Hardys Racing for his New York Mets-style collapse last season. <laughs> <laughs> which helped six seconds faster get into the wave Arounders, which is the Debris and Turn 3 Champions League, and it's open to those that win the DIT3 Fantasy Championship, hosted in NASCAR Fantasy Live, which won by only a very small margin this week. It was actually a very ugly match. One, in fact, which you only scored six points, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and six seconds faster got that coveted playoff point. So looking forward to next week. Well, let's talk about last week's race. Boogity, boogity, boogity. boogity. Let's, let's go, go racing, racing, drivers. <laughs> the boogity. It was the worst thing I ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> what was what, what that? I think it's a criticism about DW in the booth and Jeff Gordon and maybe how they're, talk, they're trying to show they have some sort of like camaraderie or something. I don't know. It was, it was terrible. Sad. And I couldn't help but notice a couple of times. It sounded like DW kind of stopped abruptly. Maybe there was a producer in his earpiece or something. Yeah, I noticed that. Uh, it was just so awkward. <laughs> just as awkward as we just made that yeah. beginning to this segment. <laughs> uh, so, anyway... Just, let's get into this race because Harvick makes it three in a row. Yeah. And he has started off the, the beginning of the season, this last several seasons, super strong. And we've talked about, man, if he like put it all together, he could win four races on these tracks. And now it looks like he might do it.
1: Yeah. So I think it was actually the weekend leading up to Fontana a couple of years ago where he made the golden horseshoe comment about Jimmy Johnson. Right. So it seems like that horseshoe made its way from Jimmy Johnson to Martin Truex and now back to the man that started this whole thing. Well, I'll have to see how this progresses throughout the season.
0: Right now, at this point, it's this is Kevin Harvick's tracks. This is his time of year. yeah. And, I mean, 7 of 12 now at Phoenix. That is absolutely crazy. Yeah, he, Complete domination there. And but he didn't quite dominate this race. Like he dominated in Vegas and also in Atlanta. He had to work for this one. Kyle Busch was really strong.
1: Yeah. I mean, Kyle Busch was in the lead basically the entire race, but Harvick was up there in like third or fourth, most of the day. And it wasn't really until somewhere in the third stage where Harvick finally took the lead. It was just, yeah. Kyle Busch stalked him,
0: made the pass, but Kyle Busch had hold it, held him off for quite a while there. Uh, I guess he took some lessons from his teammate, Denny Hamlin, yeah. who held off Kevin Harvick for several laps. Yeah, that was a great battle, too. And incredible like, battle. Even when the three of them were all in well, that Well, held him long like... enough for Kyle Busch to get in the mix and almost long enough for Chase Elliott to get in the mix to make it a four-car race. Yeah. But I liked how Kyle Busch kind of got the best of him there. He, he passed them both. It was That was some racing. Yeah. That's what all the NASCAR fans have been clamoring for. If you didn't like that, I'm not quite sure which direction you need us to go.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Phoenix is one of my favorite tracks. Everyone likes to say it drives like a short track and everything. But I kind of disagree. Yeah, I mean, since they've reconfigured that dog leg and uh, on the back stretch, I mean, this, I mean, it's a fast track. For it's a, a mile. fast
0: track. Handling comes into great effect here. The arrow push, yeah. all part of it, and the hot day in the desert. Guys were having all sorts of trouble, but as race fans, we know when guys have trouble on the racetrack, it usually leads to exciting racing because they're trying all sorts of different lines, and we saw that from guys running below the yellow line yeah. in turn three and four, touching the apron. Kevin Harvick is just a master of that. Yeah. Or guys like Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. running the high line, and
1: the high line was fast. Kyle Busch was getting monster runs. There was good pit strategy in this race, too and their competition caution came earlier than expected because Corey Lejoy blew up. <laughs> okay, okay, two things. For one, is Corey Lejoy,
0: uh, just? he's almost a sure surefire DNF almost every race. This poor guy. Yeah. If, if he's not making contact somewhere, he's blowing up. And we'll, we'll see what happens now with that 72 car that Cole Witt's in the machine this week. <laughs> uh, but also, yeah, there was good pitch strategy. Those two-tire stops that Brad Kozlowski was making – he got up to the front, and, man. Just the competition
1: caution really for the desert. The desert. We've had our discussion about competition cautions before. We don't really need to get into that again. It's just, it's just there as it's another as there again with yeah. another competition
0: <laughs> caution for tire wear in the desert. Yeah. I don't know, man. But let's talk about the ending of the race. So, in stage three, it had it got a little exciting again. Even after Harvick had taken the lead, now some guys were making more pitch strategy. Ryan Newman stayed out. Yeah. Who else stayed out? My goodness. Memory totally fading right now. I can't remember. Great call stretching it there. But for <laughs> a hot second, though, you had chosen Ross Chastain. He was one of the few guys that stayed out. Dan, you chose him in, in the waiver round. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> so like, late in the race for like a brief moment in time, he was like up in the top ten. And I was like, oh, my goodness. He got me like the one point. <laughs> yeah, you did not have a great day there. So eventually Newman had to pit which gave the lead to Chase Elliott. Yep. About 30 laps ago and everyone's going, could this be it is today <laughs> the day Chase Elliott gets that first win? And it was not. It was not. <laughs> I don't know what's I mean, is this a thing now with Chase Elliott, these second place finishes? Well, he didn't finish second, but
1: giving up a lead late in the race. Uh yeah, I mean, he's got to overcome this at some point, but yeah, it's starting to become you are—it yep. is right. It is becoming a thing. It is, yeah. but you
0: are asking him to hold off Kevin Harvick at the end of the race there, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, and Harvick was—that's a tall order. Yeah, I mean, car- Harvick's car was like hooked up all day, so there was no way that. But we that- saw Denny Hamlin it, it, it make it work and kind
0: of hold that line and keep Harvick behind him. I just gotta uh, think that perhaps. Roddy Childers and those guys of the four team made some changes and got that car a little hooked up better than it was at that point in the race when he was racing Hamlin and was able to make the move
1: on the yeah. inside. Well, uh, you were saying before the show that Chase Elliott got slammed with a, an L1 penalty, he, right? So maybe right... whatever he did to his car just didn't help him in the race.
0: Well, he was you know? the strongest of the Hendrick cars. He was the, strong, uh, He's highest been finisher, the strongest Chevy, of the Hendrick cars. Which was not
1: an impressive...
0: Performance again, yeah, and I we touched on it briefly in the beginning. All the talk about Alex Bowman, and I just don't see it happening for this kid this this season. He is the showman. He's 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 holding that seat for somebody.
1: I think it's going to take Hendrick a couple of more weeks to figure out what's going on with this Camaro because a uh, Chip Ganassi, they've seemed to be figured it out because Kyle Larson's running up front every week, so I don't know what Hendrick... Well, Kyle Larson is running up front. Jamie McMurray,
0: on the other hand, another yeah. subpar finished in the 20th positions. Yeah. But, yes, they are... I would, And with the speed that they showed last week, they're probably the strongest Chevy team right now. Uh, uh, singular Chevy team, I would probably say it's number nine. He's just showing... I think the car's been a little quicker than 42
1: right now. Yeah. Maybe they just—I don't know how Everybody they have neck the and neck. Yeah, I don't know how they have the teams set up in the shop, like which two teams are paired together. But the nine has to be given some information to the other teams to kind of help them get there, you know? Well, time will tell with them. And I think Dale Jr. was on NASCAR America
0: this week, and they asked him that question, and he said, "I think what a lot of race fans feel—it's early in the season yet. Let's just wait until we get into the spring, towards the summer." And you have a nice little chunk of races under the belt, and then we'll talk about, like, where they stand. Yeah. But Hendrick Motorsports, however,
1: has some things to sort out, and that Good. is the big news that broke today. Yes. Lowe's is not coming back to sponsor the 48 team in 2019. I was kind of mind blown at that revelation today. Yeah because uh, I mean I know that Cans's contract is up at the end of the year end of this season end of this season I think yeah and obviously Jimmy Johnson signed that extension through 2020 so where does this put the the 48 team next year they actually obviously get a new primary sponsor but it's is that like is Jimmy Johnson kind of like being pushed out of NASCAR well, are we seeing the early stages of that are we saying? The, uh, the
0: current situation in racing, where a driver is really tied to the sponsor, so
1: now that he's losing that primary sponsor, I have a feeling that Jimmy Johnson should be able to find another somebody else. Yeah, I mean, what what other companies sponsor him? I feel like he has Lowe's and Cobalt Tools on basically every race. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's seven time yeah seven time champ. I've never seen him with another sponsor. I have. A, I gotta say,
0: I got a I got a feeling that there's is gonna be some people knocking on his door. To try to be associated with Jimmy Johnson, yeah. and I don't think we're we've seen the last of Jimmy Johnson. I also don't think what you're seeing from him this year is is gonna is, is a peak of his performance this season either. He will win a race. He's gonna fi- figure out a way, and we can all then bitch and moan about how he won a race on fuel mileage or something. Yeah. But I'm already seeing the posts on Facebook. And Instagram, social media, everything. There be people. Oh, this is it. This, he's done now. This is he's on his way out. Really? We've given
1: up so fast on Jimmy Johnson. Like this is the beginning of the end for him. I mean, he is getting a little bit older. He's you know he's only got a contract for the next two years. Won
0: a championship two seasons ago. I, yeah, I know.
1: But you know how's we're saying, there's really all these fast young in NASCAR, guys. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Uh, There
0: are some other things happening in NASCAR and racing, right? So, in other racing news, get out to North Carolina bars and honky-tonks and catch Kyle Petty now on tour towards the end of May and into early April. What is this? What are we talking about?
1: (laughs) Kyle Petty is on tour. He's on tour. Like a a book tour or just like a lecture tour? tour?
0: A lecture (laughs) tour? No, man. He's a man with his guitar. Oh, God. (laughs) Playing country music. Really? Don't you remember him being on Grand Ole Opry like way back in the day, TNN, stuff like that? Not really. (laughs) He was. Kyle, Kyle Petty is a musician. He's out there. He plays. And I've been
1: seeing him on Instagram, so he's out there. But, Dan, please explain this next part here. Oh, this is really good. So... As we said earlier in the show, IndyCar had their first race of the season, and uh, Ari Lyandich, he was the bachelor on this season's The Bachelor. No way, you really? Yeah. <laughs> and so, obviously, he's a former uh, IndyCar driver. IndyCar driver, mm-hmm. and he brought his fiance from to the, the, the show car, from the show that he, like he met on the show. Yeah, to but the Grand Prix. He, but this is the crazy part. So, th- so the girl that he brought his fiance, Lauren, she was like the top two girls. And he broke up with her to, to propose to another girl. And then like a month or two into that engagement, he broke up with that girl, like on the bachelor, they filmed it all. And then he went back to the first girl that he broke up with, which was Lauren, which he brought to the racetrack over the weekend.
0: Okay, I think I got like a fraction of that. It's just like when
1: I'm hanging out, my friend's telling me about who
0: he's dating. I'm just like, that's crazy. Yeah. Which is New York for, I didn't
1: listen to anything you just said. The only reason I know this is because now that I'm not playing in the band, my Monday nights are free, which means The Bachelor's on on Monday nights, so Monday is now Bachelor Monday at my house. So. Uh I've seen the most
0: least bachelor thing that you could do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So interesting. Ari Lyndyke on The Bachelor. Wow. Post race career. Yeah. Lisa's not
1: dancing with the stars. Well, he was on The Bachelor a couple of years ago. He was like a contestant. this is the second
0: time he was on The Bachelor?
1: (laughs) Yeah. He was on The Bachelorette because, like, you know, he was trying to find love with whatever girl was The Bachelorette. And he. Yeah, you know, This so.
0: is fantastic. I know too much. You
1: uh, obviously, yes, <laughs> you do.
0: Well, Let's get back into racing. So, indi- speaking of IndyCar, they had their first race last week in Grand in St. Pete. We talked about that. They'll be back in Phoenix April seventh, so just just a few weeks away.
1: Yeah, and then I guess right after that race, that's when the track is going to get totally reconfigured with a yes. new infield and new pit road and everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, which. There were oh my goodness! Did you
0: see all the tweets and posts and things about the empty seats and everything? I mean, meanwhile, people were like, "They're not even open yet." Oh god! We'll get into some particular NASCAR fans and things like that. <laughs> uh, so, other this weekend, IMSA is back in, in Florida with the sixty six annual Mobile One Twelve Hours of Sebring from Sebring International Raceway in Sebring, Florida. How many times can you say Sebring in one sentence? Sebring's a great racetrack, (laughs) Sebring's classic, sports car racing, and beautiful blue skies hopefully this weekend. But you know what? They'll race in the rain. Yeah. And uh, respect the bumps. That's what they say (laughs) in in Sebring, because it's a rough racetrack. Uh, The racing isn't over in Daytona either. Really? Because Monster Energy AMA Supercross was just there this week. Was that... Bike week, or is this after bike week? Well, it's bike week. Yeah. And Supercross was there, I think, like, part of it. Mm. Justin Brayton, one from the pole position. I looked that up. Nice.
1: I catch some of that stuff, like, on T Like, every once in a while, if I'm, like, on FS1 or something. like, I like it. Yeah, it's cool.
0: I just, like, don't follow
1: it. You know, like,
0: you just don't... But... I, I see it enough, and I I know some of these riders because I just see them on social media and stuff. Yeah. So in this part of the show where we start talking about other racing, we were just gonna throw them in there, and they've been actually having a really compelling season, uh, with some the points lead changing back and forth and whatnot. In so, supercross. Yes, in supercross. Oh, okay. uh, this uh, last week's race was the East Division. I was going to say, did you know that they are broken up in the East and West Divisions? They, nope. Either did I. Uh, but they're back this weekend at the Dome at America Center in St. Louis, Missouri. The two-wheel action also continues this week at Daytona. The Harley-Davidson TT presented by Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorneys at Daytona is actually tonight. If you're listening to the show on Thursday when it comes out. Okay. Because today Got is it. Wednesday. Got it. This will be up Thursday morning. And that's the American Flat Track series, kicking off their 20-event schedule, and that concludes nearby at the Meadowlands in Jersey on
1: October 6th. I don't know. Do you ever watch Flat Track? I uh, never caught it on TV, but I've like seen it on YouTube and saw I, I, It's cool. It's I cool. Like it. uh, Formula E is in action this week, and they also end their
0: season here in Brooklyn, Right in uh, the... Oh, that was their season-ender? The, yeah. uh, it was their season-ender. Right. I actually didn't realize that when I saw them last year. And so this week, they're in their, in Uruguay at Punta del Este Street Circuit with the 2018 CBMM Nobium Punta del Este E-Prix. Okay. You like that? Yeah. It's a mouthful. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it is a bad mouthful. So, K&N West, Bakersfield, 175, presented by Napa Auto Parks at Kern County Raceway Park. This is a cool, cool race because...
1: Kevin Harvick's going to be in action there. Cool. So you actually going to watch it when it airs on NBC Sports or do you just not care about K&N still? I'm, I will watch it because
0: Harvick's in it. I mean, I DVR all the K&N races and end up watching them anyway, but yeah. for like the they're so excited about him going out to the local to the short track. I feel like this is still one level higher than Going out to the short track really
1: is. Yeah, because it's still, like, a national touring series. You know, it's not like... Well, regional, east and west. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But it's still, it's a big series. I mean, it's the next... It's not like he's going to run, like, a late model in the All-American series at their local short track or something. Exactly. And
0: that's what brings
1: me to the next announcement.
0: That this Saturday evening... 5.35 5 35 p.m. Eastern Time. The green flag flies for the first race this season of the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour at the Half Mile Myrtle Beach Speedway. The Performance Plus 150 presented by Safety Clean.
1: Nice. We've been waiting for this one. Yep. It's modified season. It is.
0: And this is like race season, man. We just got a couple of more series waiting to get going. MotoGP next week and also Formula One. And then that's it. We're full swing. Full swing. And then for the real hardcore race fan, then we'll get into some of the European touring car series. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Before we get into the upcoming race weekend in Fontana, Matt. Yeah. What is up with you and trolling people on social media, like nonstop? I am not
0: just trolling people, okay? And I don't I don't really like using that word, okay? I am feel like I am being a an ambassador of
1: sorts and then I'm just engaging some of these only the negative fans. Okay. Well, uh, there's a lot of negative fans in NASCAR so you seem to be engaging <laughs> as you say quote unquote engaging. With a lot of,
0: I feel like there's been some great action, and some people are just kind of you know a little blinded by it, which how they're feeling. Which I I get it, I understand that a lot of things have changed, okay, and you might not necessarily be so happy about it. But just look at the racing on the track last weekend; it was fantastic, and we've had a lot of like dramatic things to talk about. So I happened to comment. uh, Ty Dillon shared this video.
1: I guess somebody saw that they made about him. Yeah, you sent this to me. I watched, like, five seconds of it and then just, like, couldn't watch it. It's pretty unbearable. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of really
0: cool NASCAR YouTube channels out there. I, we we share that Raw Gator site and some yeah. of the things they do. And, uh, man, there's lots of other ones. I can't think right now where some of the people they get creative with some memes and also the little stop-motion races and the little reaction videos and things like that. But yeah. while you watch a race, but just putting a camera on you in your car and just really complaining and kind of insulting drivers their families and their livelihoods. Yeah. Kind of like kind of like a low bar
1: kind of thing to do. Yeah, definitely. That's Especially good. when you look like uh, you Well, know. you said
0: <laughs> you the first thing you said to me was, "Man, he looks like a school shooter." And I just kind of <laughs> laughed at it cuz he was laughing in the video too. He goes, "Man, yeah. I'm not going to like show up at some school." But anyway, we're talking about the Kamikaze Games page. Yeah. This guy I mean, I really like his enthusiasm. Oh yeah, uh, great enthusiasm. He's 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 fiery and he's got a lot to say, and they are funny. His videos in the car, like him freaking out. I just yeah. don't necessarily get the freak out humor that a lot of like kids kind of do. I see my nephews doing it where they kind of like bug out about stuff, yeah. and I'm also, I mean, I'm I'm just not into the social media thing with putting a video on it and hey, this is what I have to say. But I t- mean, we're doing that. Without the video portion. Without the video? Well, I mean, come on. I don't really have the nicest looking roomie over here. and and You got the face for
1: radio, as they say. (laughs) Thanks, Dan.
0: (laughs) But but he he might be right about that, (laughs) which is why we're here recording a NASCAR fan cast. All I'm saying to this, this young fan, man, he was saying how Ty Dillon was like, come to a race, but then he wanted... He's like, hey, man, I'm in college. I can't, like, come to a race. You want to be, like, taken to a race. Yeah. Like, it's like the Make-A-Wish Foundation (laughs) or something. Dude, get in your car. You're in college. Drive down to Chicagoland on your shoestring budget. He also mentioned he had never been to a race. It's very critical for never being to a race. That's, Okay. But, he's, but he's, he's a college student. Get in that car, drive to that race, go see Ty Dillon. I guarantee you, this is one of the most historic teams in racing. You just don't like because he has his grandkids, right? I mean, come on. I mean, we don't need to get into that whole <laughs> subject. But he, well, I will just say, I pointed it out to you. He was upset about Casey Mears
1: right. not being in the 13 car anymore. Yes, but if we look at Casey Mears' uh, family tree... We will find. Right. He kind of probably had some help along
0: the way getting into that seat. And listen, Casey Mears is a good race car driver like a lot of these guys, but it's just a business. And listen, we know because we follow Ryan Priest, who's going to be making his first start this season in the Xfinity Series for Joe Gibbs Racing. There are hardworking guys that are out there that are really struggling to get a chance. But- Let's not take anything away from these guys that are in the seats right now and racing and have put in the time, because I think when you really get down to it and turn that rock over and look at what's happening at the team, you'll see that these guys are working hard, they sacrificed a lot, and have done a lot to get to that position. Yeah,
1: especially when you look at these guys, and some of them are truck champions or Xfinity champions. So, yeah, they may have an advantage over some people in getting into those cars, but... They can get the work done. At that time,
0: when you're in the seat, you have to perform. Yeah. And luckily, they were able to. So, listen, Kamikaze Gays, find that page, subscribe to it, check (laughs) out these videos, you're going to laugh. Uh, He's in North Dakota. Son, it's nobody's fault but your own. Okay? Okay. (laughs) Let's move on to this weekend in California.
1: Yeah, so, um, this weekend, Fontana Raceway, Friday afternoon, Friday evening, is the qualifying for the Cup Series
0: great job by everybody in the league getting in friday's picks i saw most everyone people. got them every not summer. everybody but all most right. people did
1: all right so that's at 7 15 on fs1 so again got to get your qualifying picks make sure you get your bonus points uh saturday is the nascar xfinity series race at auto club five o'clock on fs1 i guess i couldn't get a sponsor for this one so it's just the the xfinity race at auto club wow interesting i mean i
0: can't remember the last time the race didn't have a uh, sponsor yeah other than the Daytona 500
1: right but that's that's a whole nother thing right uh and then sunday the monster energy nascar cup series auto club 400 330 on fox we'll see if kevin harvick can make it four in a row i think he can man so the last driver to go four in a row was jimmy johnson in 2007 he got wins at martinsville atlanta Texas and Phoenix. Nice. Seven times. I probably
0: hated it when he did that. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying that. And I saw the list that, of the drivers that won four times. I'm pretty sure I hated it when the other guy did it too. Yeah. The Jeff Gordon these... was the one before him in I'm
1: 1998. Sure I sure hated that. <laughs> what about Mark Martin in 1993? Does anybody care? Bill Elliott in 92. I mean, that was cool, I guess. Harry Gantt in 91. Awesome. Dale Earnhardt in 97. I'm sure I hated that. Darrell Waltrip in 81. I don't remember that. And Kelly Arbro in 76. Well, I wasn't ex- you, I wasn't around were. for those last two. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: I, in 1997, I remember when Dale Earnhardt won those four races in a row. And I was kind of on the fence at that point. Because he was getting into the twilight of his career. Mm-hmm. And I was actually part of that crew that was starting to pull for him to win the Daytona 500 <laughs> and everything because it was... You were at that point where you were like, okay, this guy is a living legend that yeah. you're watching. Yeah. May the, the Intimidator rest in peace. Yep. Um, okay, so let's and get- stop trying to steal his legacy of everybody. I don't want to go on a quick one-minute rant here okay, on rant social away. media, okay? Because okay. I feel like... There's just a lot of things out there, and a lot of people that aren't around to defend themselves anymore, and people like to just kind of come out and put things up on on the internet and say stuff. I mean, at least Ty Dillon has a chance to post something and kind of come back and make an offer to try to show a guy a good time at a race and, you know, maybe change his mind. But there are other drivers in history that a lot of people and fans out there that have strong opinions about that aren't around anymore to defend themselves. And I feel like just saying it over and over again, that kind of, that old chestnut, after a while, it starts to tarnish your legacy. You see see it kind of regurgitating and stuff like that. And yes, Dale Earnhardt used to bump people out of the way for a race, to win a race from time to time. Yeah. But he wasn't like the dirtiest driver. (laughs) Only ever won a race by dumping anybody and stuff like that. I mean, the guy dished it out, took it when they gave it back to him, and we could only be so happy if we get another race car driver like him again. Yep. All right, rant over.
1: Okay. So let's get to our head-to-head picks.
0: I think you're killing me right now. Yeah, I
1: think so. Uh, I took... Clint Boyer for Phoenix, you had Bowman, so I'm pretty sure that I won that one.
0: Yeah, actually, we had to go to the videotape on that one. If memory serves, Bowman might have came home P19 in that one. I don't know if he had... To... Oh, wait, no, what am I talking about? That was one of the stories we were perhaps going to talk about. Stuart Haas Racing, everybody in the top 10, yeah, you beat me. Yeah. What, what was that? I don't want to steal anything from Clint Boyer. The guy needs every good finish he can get <laughs> right now.
1: Yeah, Clint Boyer finished sixth.
0: How about that A little dig on Danica? All the yeah. hype around Stuart Haas Racing
1: right now. Yeah, I mean Almirola has been running pretty well, and it's obviously her. It's that team. Nothing has changed except for the driver. So uh,
0: I would beg to differ. I was listening to Jeff Gluck podcast and he said the same thing. Well, nothing has changed. I have I I have to find it, but I am pretty certain that there were significant personnel changes between the forty one team and the ten in the off in the off season. But I don't know for sure. So, so that... don't quote me on that. But I mean, I, I'm
1: fairly certain. I remember watching and being like, oh, wow. Okay. Didn't know that. Huh. All right. So we'll get to the intern on that. Yeah. So I won last week, yeah, which means you won last week. Great. Right? You get to pick first. I, I know. Right? I,
0: and I feel like the, the pressure going on me to pick first, I don't like it. So we're going to be at, I mean, okay.
1: Yeah, we're going to be at Fontana. This is a hometown race for Kyle Larson. He's the defending race champ. Uh, He won this last year. I know, and I
0: need a strong finish, and I need somebody to do pretty well. And it's like a fast track. You need horsepower, like all that stuff. Oh, my goodness. Jimmy
1: Johnson won in 2016. Will he turn it around here
0: this year in 2018? Does that car have the horsepower? Do they have the aero package and everything down on it right yet? I'm not entirely sure. I am going to go with Kyle Bush. Okay. And man, oh man, am I taking some like big names early in this season, but I need to kind of close the gap a little bit before you pull away too much. And yeah. I also just have this feeling that Kyle Bush is tired of finishing behind Kevin Harvick right now.
1: Sorry, right. so you got Kyle Bush. Man, I don't know
0: who. I stalled a real long time trying to make that pick. <laughs> I was just kind of going, man, oh, man. I was doing that whole thing because I was looking at Dan, looking at his piece of paper, going like, oh, man, oh, man, who am I going to pick? So, Dan, who's it going to be? Because you had my
1: whole time while I was trying to decide to pick. Yeah. Not only your whole time. I was actually looking at this earlier in the day and trying to figure out who Well, I this is a real
0: gut pick because they haven't been on the racetrack yet they haven't had any practice time you're looking at past winners and things like that and you're thinking about how they've performed so far this season so head to head who's it gonna be
1: i am gonna take one of kyle bush's teammates what yep you're doing that to me yep and that driver is gonna be daniel suarez wow okay Daniel Suarez, good pick.
0: He was actually my garage pick this week, this past weekend, at Phoenix that I forgot to put in, and it kind of would have done me better than having him in there than instead of Bowman at the end of the
1: race. Um, I think that, that team's did...
0: going nowhere at Greg Ives on the pit box. Terrible calls.
1: You think they have to like switch up some personnel on their team? That eighty-eight team needs a needs a shakeup. Mm.
0: I just I just know that I. Following and listening to that scanner, that there were just times where I was just man, just not happy with the direction.
1: That you know what went? it was his his cool suit wasn't working. It just
0: threw him off. Oh, is that, that right? His cool his cool suit wasn't working. Hey yep. man, that's a hot racetrack to not have your cooling systems going. But I mean, let's be real. If you go forty years ago, these guys were racing with no cool suits, yep, no air in the helmets, no power steering, real drivers, right. Not these spoon-fed guys that got everything I've paved the way for them. I mean, can we this is our sport and we kinda have to rally behind like where it is right now because it's not too far fetched for the social media age to just shit all over something until it goes away. And yeah. we're not gonna do that here. We have we might be critical of some drivers, some points in the race, and we'll give some opinions, but I think when you tune into debris and in turn three overall, I mean we're here for the racing, to enjoy it, and for the fan experience, which is why we're always asking fans to come on board, enter the enter the race at NASCAR .com. Entry list is always open, and we just want to kind of engage with fans. Uh, If you have like pictures, viewer at the racetrack, man, send them to us. We love to see new racetracks. that Maybe we're not familiar with. See your drivers in victory lane. I'm trying to just share your
1: content. Content, content. We'll share your content.
0: Yeah, and I I mean, I'm just into it. I just want to see just other racetracks and talk to other race fans and just kind of just get with it and just just get behind motorsport here in the country because it's a it's like an American tradition. Yeah, that's the point of the show. It's, it's the fan
1: cast. Exactly, Dan. And uh, I think that's a good spot to leave it this week. I think so. So make sure that you rate and review us. Uh, find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the social media. It's that until next
0: week. Find us on social media. Say hey. And we'll be back with another episode. And until then, my name is Matt. My name is Dan. This is Debris in Turn 3.
1: See ya. See ya.